one more item. Here's something a lot of us have in common. Broken appliances. Broken air conditioner. Broken down heating system. Broken down washer dryer. Broken down refrigerator. And if you're a homeowner, you know just how expensive it is to get one of those things fixed, let alone what happens if more than one appliance breaks down at the same time. Well, if you're a homeowner, you can get all of your appliances on a warranty plan that guarantees protection for all of your home appliances in case they break down. And best of all, it will only cost you about a dollar a day. Call the Home Service Club at 800-264-3168, 800-264-3168. The call is free, and if you're one of the first 25 callers, your first month membership in the Home Service Club will also be free. Home Service Club, warranty plan, Guarantees protection for all of your appliances for less than a dollar a day. 800-264-3168. 800-264-3168. Hi, this is Linda Pearl, and you're listening to TV Confidential. I got 49 women. At Robertson Lothar guest Penny Pizer. Penny's career in the entertainment industry spans four decades, beginning on the stage in New York before starring in such movies and TV series as All the President's Men, The In-Laws, The Frisco Kid, Rich Man, Poor Man, Book Two, The Tony Randall Show, and Crazy Like a Fox. Penny is also the writer, producer, and director of the documentaries Trying to Get Good, The Jazz Odyssey, Jack Sheldon, and Still Point, Life Inside, a Zen Meditation Center. Both Still Point and Trying to Get Good are available through Amazon.com. You can follow Penny Pizer on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. We spent our first segment talking to Penny about Still Point, which is a very personal film for Penny to make. We'll shift gears and talk about Trying to Get Good in just a second. But first, one more question about Still Point. I don't know whether my reaction to the trailer is typical of other people, but I had a visceral and I, can't, and I can't put my finger on why, but I had a visceral dislike towards Umi based on what I saw in the trailer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yet, as I watched the film and you introduced uh, who the members are, including Umi, who they are today, who they were, where they came from, to how they got to be who they are today, I found myself changing my, my mind about Umi, which means you did your job as a filmmaker because you got me absorbed in him. Yeah, um, you know, and, and I'll tell you something. I I got, you know, the trailer, which I liked. I liked my trailer. It wasn't, you know, it may have been a little misleading in a way. And uh, I'm nodding my head. <laughs> not yet. Not, not, not in, I mean, it wasn't intentionally. Yeah. But, but it, the trailer sort of had a sense of foreboding mm-hmm. a little bit. And and frankly, and I heard this from all kinds of film festival people who rejected Still Point, you know, they would have liked Still Point better if Umi was a real nefarious character. Yeah. Uh, they would have liked it, but, you know, because if you look at the movies about cults that are popular, something horrible happens. I kept thinking of the, I kept thinking of the guy... Uh, who was in charge of the hail bop um, uh, yeah, thing? Because sure. because he because uh, he because he had that glazed look in his face and 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 in the trailer, at least the way the trailer was cut together. I mean, that's what it reminded me of. And so I, you know, as as I said, I had this 
I had this I had this reaction, you know. Uh, and we all, most of us, most of us who are not in communities like this or have not had anyone in our lives we would call a guru have mm-hmm. a negative. Uh, that that's a negative word. It, it's uh, it certainly was to me back in the beginning. Uh, but just the idea of calling somebody a master and this it really doesn't sit well with me. And um, you know, I find it very suspicious. Yeah. And I think your average person feels that way. So they automatically expect that something bad's going to happen. And indeed, <laughs> there are plenty of examples of uh, gurus who have led people down a very destructive path. And, um, you know, being in a cult, the word cult in itself is not negative. It just means a community revolving around a person, you know, a per- one person. Uh, you know, some people would say, oh, Christianity is a cult because it, it revolves around Jesus. But indeed, the, the plain dictionary definition of it is not negative. But we've heaped negativity on it with some, you know, with some good reason, but that's not actually the case all the time. And again, not, not to give too much away, but in light of what happened to the community as a whole, I felt very sad as a viewer because, again, after spending, you know, 80 minutes, 90 minutes immersing myself in the lives of these people, I became emotionally invested. And it was, again, it was, I came away a little sad at the end, which means, mm-hmm. you, again, you did your job as a filmmaker. Yeah, it's certainly um, the way the movie had to end. Uh, it's, you know, passings, you know, beginnings and endings, or, you know, there's a poignancy to a lot of beginnings and endings and uh it's i well i'm glad you I, i'm glad you had um i'm glad you had any reaction to it i do thank you ed for watching it and and by the way um you can tell when you submit films to film festivals these days you can tell if they finished the film because yeah. it shows you how many minutes they watched or mm-hmm. whatever and you know, film festivals promise you nothing except for your entry fee. They are promising you that a screener, whether that screener is their six-year-old child, <laughs> is going to watch your movie. And I, you know, if I ever make another documentary, I don't know if I'm going to enter it into festivals because I, I, I find that the system has become a little disingenuous. It's completely blown up since the time we did uh, trying to get good we yeah. had a wonderful run in uh, the festival circuit i mean you know trying to get good and entertaining film with great music and laughs so you know it's and, and celebrities so duh you know but um you know i still point i, I don't it really it was a even a, a smaller niche very teeny niche but even even so, I, I found it a tough sale amongst uh, spiritual sort of film festivals, which I which blew, blew my mind. I, I did not, I just could not figure why we were getting rejected from some of these festivals. And frankly, I just think uh, Umi was not uh, bad enough. Penny Pizer is the writer, director, and producer of the documentaries Trying to Get Good, The uh, Jazz Odyssey of Jack Sheldon, and Still Point, Life Inside a Zen Meditation Center. Both Still Point and Trying to Get Good are available on DVD through Amazon. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Penny Pizer, 
uh, star of All the President's Men, Crazy Like a Fox, The Tony Randall Show, Knott's Landing. Also, Lady Penelope from Sonnets from Suburbia, a fun web series that Penny has done over the last year. We'll ask her about that in just a second. Penny Pizer, you can follow her on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. Let's talk about Jack Sheldon. Now, it's a different type of documentary. Uh, one, of, one of the reveals in trying to get good is that Jack... Jack was a very boisterous performer on stage as a musician. He was a very reserved person as a human being. How did you get access to him, and how did you win his trust? Well, um, I have my husband to thank for that, Doug McIntyre. Uh, I, I got, got introduced uh, to Jack when Doug and I started dating uh, 20-something years ago. Uh, we've been married for 18 years, mm-hmm. FYI. And he had worked with Jack, and, and Doug is a huge jazz lover. He he just reveres people who can play well. And uh, he had gotten to know Jack by going to this little hole in the wall in Toluca Lake, which is no longer there, called the Money Tree. And the best of the best used to crawl through there and play. Anyway, so he had gotten to know Jack. And so we started to go when we we got together, we would go to see Jack perform uh, all the time. And, you know, he, he and Doug were already good friends. And so one night, uh, it was Labor Day 2002, Doug and I were driving home from one of Jack's gigs, and we were just talking about how great he is, and it's too bad that more of the general population doesn't know who he is, and then we were saying, you know, he's so funny and entertaining and brilliant, a brilliant musician, and somebody ought to make a movie about him. That's <laughs> what he said to each other. It turned out we were those people. <laughs> We were the somebodies. So we went to Jack, and he was like, mm, sure. You know, I don't know if we thought we would ever do it, you know, because people say a lot of things. Sure, absolutely. You know? I, I know what you mean. Yeah, and... Uh, and sometimes I'm one of those people. <laughs> well, believe me, I, it's, the talk is cheap and easy. Um, yeah. So we started down this road, and it was just, it was an incredible journey. It was an incredible learning experience. Doug's job was mainly, you know, he was the musician outreach. I was the person who had the patience to try to get celebrities on board. I and mean, it took us it took us two and a half years to get uh, Clint Eastwood to sit down with us. And by the way, in, in those two and a half years, Clint made three movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were just trying to start all the cameras on one. <laughs> And, and Clint, he never didn't want to do the movie. We got a yes right away. Yeah. It took two, it took two and a half years to schedule it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I'm nodding because I know uh, be, being an author and being a broadcaster, sometimes it takes a while for things to come together. But uh, the fact is that, you know, you stayed – you stayed with it, you know. Otherwise, if and that's that's the key because if there's a fine line in our line of work, there's the fine line between being persistent and being a pain, and you have to you have to respect that line. But if you don't follow that line, it doesn't happen. Yeah, that, that's absolutely true. Um, I mean, I, it, it, I was calling his assistant every two weeks. I had it on my calendar to call her every two weeks, and we got to be quite friendly. Oh, hey, Penny, it's Penny, what's your boss doing? (laughs) Oh, okay, well, well, bummer. Okay, well, I'll call you back. And then she retired. Yeah. (laughs) And I 
and I hadn't booked Clint yet. I mean, so I we had this great relationship, and she freaking retired. And then, so I had to start all over again with the new assistant. But you know, we <laughs> we we finally got him. And same with Billy Crystal. I mean, it's just you know, people like that are incredibly busy. And then um, you know, when we were at Billy's office getting set up to film, you know, he kept breathing in. He goes, "You got ten minutes," and I'm like, "Oh God." Anyway, he ended up sitting with us for way more than ten minutes. So, Clint, we had for about twenty, but. <laughs> I mean, when it was over, I was like, wow, two and a half years. <laughs> but we used every bit of it. Yeah. Clint Eastwood, Merv Griffin, Billy Crystal among the luminaries uh, featured oh, wow. in Trying to Get Good, Trying to Get Good, The Jazz Odyssey of Jack Shelton, documentary film written, produced, and uh, directed by Penny Pizer, available through Amazon.com. You can follow Penny Pizer, Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. Before we forget, Doug oh, Mack... It's actually available on download at Vimeo. Okay, okay. also available for uh, download at uh, Vimeo. Before we forget, you mentioned uh, your spouse, Doug McIntyre. Doug uh-huh. McIntyre, um, uh, he was the host of a late-night radio show called Red Eye Radio. This is a true story. When I first moved down here about 10 years ago, I it, it took me a while to navigate the freeways and you know, to realize if you miss a cutoff on the 405, it, it, it may take you 10 minutes to get back onto the 110. And if, you know, and, and and this is before this is before global positioning systems, and so I had to pull over and do maps. But one night I got lost, and I had the radio on KABC, and I was listening to Doug, and that's how I discovered his show. So, Doug, help me navigate the, uh, the, the freeways of, of Los Angeles late at night. But, um, Excellent. Yes. Uh, let's see. Um, the great thing about trying to get good as, as any kind of story is that Jack's backstory, he had more tragedies than anyone since Job, and yet, <laughs> he, and yet he didn't let those tragedies define him. He just kept, he just kept uh, swinging away and... And creating music and, and enriching, enriching our lives and enriching our culture. Yeah, well, music was his medicine. Well, it was more than that. It was his. It was his lifeblood. I mean, he uh, he passed away, uh, as I'm sure you know, in the last uh, year. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, he had a debilitating stroke uh, I don't know, six years ago or something, where he. You know, he lost the, he lost the whole right side of his body basically, and so you know because playing trumpet was all he did, mm-hmm. he taught himself how to play trumpet with his left hand. And if you can imagine taking an instrument you've been playing your whole life as a master, and then suddenly starting all over again, um, and being while being impaired, I mean, it was you know, but he did that because he had to. That was that was living. If he didn't have a trumpet in his hand, he wasn't alive. He was a trumpet monk. And, you know, he, he probably could have done with a hobby or two, but <laughs> that's all he had. You, you mentioned trying to compensate for the physical disability after he had the stroke. I mean, even, uh-huh. even, even before the stroke, I, and this is something, I, this is one of the takeaways I got from trying to get good, Petty. Trumpet playing the trumpet is a hard, is a physically hard instrument to play because it's Brittle. it's hard on everything. It is. It is really, as Chris Bodie in our movie points out, anyone can walk up to a piano and hit a note. Uh, it doesn't mean they're going to hit it well, 
<laughs> but, uh, or that they can play a song, but they can walk up and make a note happen. You can't just pick up a trumpet unless you have some amazing instinct and lips of iron. Uh, you're not going to know how to make sound on that trumpet. Uh, it, it's, it's just an incredible, you know, it's not like playing the kazoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just the mastery of breath and muscle and tongue and it's just it's it's more intricate than I can even describe because I can't play a note on the trumpet. I actually probably should try to pick one up just to well I think I have in my high school band years but uh, I couldn't get a note out of it and um, yeah it, it's an incredible act of strength and coordination and artistry it's just it's a huge instrument. Well you may not be able to play a note on a trumpet but you can play the ukulele very, very well. Uh, that's, well, thank you. I, I I have to call myself sort of an amateur intermediate player. I only say that because I haven't made a, made a dime playing it yet. But uh, yeah, that's a great that is a great instrument, and I, I decided to pick it up about seven or eight years ago because I really I used to play guitar. Mm-hmm. I really wanted something portable, and when I started writing sonnets and kind of getting this Lady Penelope thing together, I needed you know, some really quick and easy instrument for her to grab and just, you know, jump into a song. And so that was really it for me. Yeah, it's a fun, very fun instrument. Lady Penelope is the character that Penny plays in Sonnets from Suburbia, Sonnets in Suburbia, a web series that the Penny started about a year ago. You can see the videos on Penny's uh, YouTube channel, which you can access at Penny Pizer. Dot com. Penny Pizer will be back next week for part two of our conversation. We will ask her how she came up with the concept for Sonnets from Suburbia. Plus, we'll ask her about working with Jack Warden and John Rubenstein on Crazy Like a Fox, as well as some of her other movie and TV roles. That is coming up next week on TV Confidential. In the meantime, still point life inside a Zen meditation center and trying to get good, the jazz odyssey of Jack Shell. And both those films are available on DVD through Amazon.com. You can also find them available for streaming on demand on various platforms. Take a quick time out, then we'll be back with more TV Confidential right after this. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-917-2194. 800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. One more item. Here's something a lot of us have in common. Broken appliances. Broken air conditioner. Broken down heating system. Broken down washer dryer. Broken down refrigerator. And if you're a homeowner, you know just how expensive it is 
to get one of those things fixed, let alone what happens if more than one appliance breaks down at the same time. Well, if you're a homeowner, you can get all of your appliances on a warranty plan that guarantees protection for all of your home appliances in case they break down. And best of all, it will only cost you about a dollar a day. Call the Home Service Club at 800-264-3168, 800-264-3168. The call is free, and if you're one of the first 25 callers, your first month membership in the Home Service Club will also be free. Home Service Club, warranty plan, Guarantees protection for all of your appliances for less than a dollar a day. 800-264-3168. 800-264-31. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash TV Confidential, x.com forward slash TV Confidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.